are listening to OWC Radio number 54, the Fleet Hour Word episode. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of OWC Radio. This is episode number 54. I'm your host, OWC Grant, and the usual suspects are around the table. We'll go around for introductions. OWC Mike H. And OWC Chris. Without further ado, Apple in the news. Well, um, the iPad 2 was released a little late to the game, uh, maybe on news, but we've got some fun stuff about news that. Since we've last spoken to you. Yeah. The iPad 2 was released. Yeah. Much fanfare and continues to sell out, and lines continue to form in LA, New York, and everything when the Apple's stores are rumored to get their next stock in. So. Apple still continues to sell out, and the Motorola Zoom is still in the stores. If you want that, go get it. It's freely available. You'll yeah, because it's actually in the stores. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, with, with that softball served up, yeah. Chris had a very interesting experience trying to get an iPad at a certain big box retailer. And so, Chris, why don't you tell us about it so that we can have some fun at your expense? <laughs> oh, of course, because, you know, we all love that. Uh well, iPad 2 launch day, the uh, Wednesday before, I went out to a certain big box retailer in our area. I live in a somewhat rural part of an even more rural area, so they're the one nearest me. They weren't. Ex- there's not a whole lot of business there to begin with. So I went up, talked to a manager, and oh yeah, we'll have it in. We're gonna have, we're gonna have a bunch of them. Okay, where's the line gonna be? Oh, don't worry about a line. We're not gonna have a line. Um, we had like four people come out last time. Okay, fine. So Friday comes around, and I go out to the store, take off take off work here, and head out there so I can get it, come back here, take photos of it. So I'm out there. It's about oh, it was about two, no, about three thirty. I was there. Uh, okay, no lines anywhere, no signs for lines. So okay, I'll wait by the iPad display. Makes sense. Stood there, saw a Verizon rep walking around. Never really engaged him, though. Said, boy, you know, with, with the hype of the iPad 2, you'd think there'd be people standing here. but No, because I didn't want to buy Verizon service. Okay, all right. Uh, thought there, it looked like there was one or two stock people putting stuff on shelves or doing inventory or whatever the heck they do during the day. Uh, you know, no, no people or anything really waiting around. Um, so four o'clock comes, nothing. Wait a minute, they're supposed to be selling it right around now. Okay, so I wander up to the uh, five o'clock, I think it wound up being, and then wander up towards that, see people carrying around iPad flyers. Well, what the heck? So I wander up, and they started a line up near... Let's just say the customer service desk. Yes, up near the customer service area. Without making any sort of announcement, any sort of sign, even checking the original iPad area where there was a guy standing (laughs) there for the last, you know, half hour to hour and a half. So all of a sudden... So much for customer service and security, too, because person just kind of standing there kind of aimlessly for i don't know what two hours don't you think someone might say well you know sir are you lost you know can we help you find your mom or (laughs) yeah something like that so by the time i get up there uh apparently they'd had the line open for an hour before you know the actual release time and they'd already gone through the 10 that they got well that didn't make me happy did you knock anything over when you left the store? No. Did you have any choice words? Oh, I uttered a few expletives. <laughs> uh, All right, so lesson learned. One. Don't ever go to that store again? Right. I told you to go to the bigger city one to because they probably would have their stuff, as I'll put it, together more than out in the boondocks where it's like, iPad, that's cool. What Do you wash your car with it? <laughs> well, you figure if they're that stupid, then... <laughs> Okay, so that was lesson one. Lesson two, we've learned never to trust what we've found out going into a store about a pre-release and that we should ask questions when we walk in. 
I was told pre-release that there will be there would be no line well, from my manager. The managers, yeah. <laughs> you know, you figure this is a I don't person trust, that's. These are the same people you can call up and get fifteen different answers if you ask fifteen different people. It's based on their sales and all that stuff too. Oh, we're pushing that this way, and uh, you know. No, it was it. Well, we are having some fun at Chris's expense, and we felt bad for him too because that must have been frustrating. Because you loyal listeners know that Chris um, has begrudgingly given the iPad its due, but I think he was ready to finally convert. And boy, this this almost like or not convert, but just adopt. And uh, it's still not a computing platform. And, and this and this left kind of a rather sour taste in your mouth. I take it. Oh heck, I was like considering you know just getting like the. Hundred dollar, you know, tablet thing that they were selling on uh, some website the other day. <laughs> Android, just to make a point. Thing. Just to make a point. Okay. But uh, no, actually, I you did feel like having a paperweight after six months. I, I did put in an order, and I should be getting one by the end of the month here. Oh, so you're on the uh, three to two to three week uh, waiting period too. Yeah, for and I orders. think that's only because I kind of got a very basic one. I didn't get. Did you like, get the sixteen? No, I got the thirty-two. Good, well, good choice there. Speaking about availability, I was kind of surprised, and I, I guess I just I didn't realize this, but Radio Shack sells the iPad. Oh, they, they just, just started. Got it. Yeah, ah, because yeah, the one they're going to get every week. Because <laughs> I was be reading, available for sale. I was reading someone's um, experience at maybe same or similar big box store, and they got really irritated, and they said they were going to go to an AT and T store, and then even Radio Shack. And that they found that Radio Shack is actually uh, the easiest place to get them. So I, I don't know if if anyone at the table has any kind of insight, but I was just like, huh, it's just something that hasn't been widely promoted, and you know maybe we're cluing some people I mean, in people here. Are, a- people are generally mad just because it it is unlimited supply. I mean, they they're doing international. Apple's doing an international release iPad just a couple of weeks, actually a week ago. You know, again, that makes little to no sense. They've got a obviously a dearth of. Uh- iPads to go around. So hey, let's spread that even further around. Yeah, spread it thinner. Well, I mean, they did sell out, but their numbers are higher than the original iPad sellout. Mm. So when you when you sell, should have seen that coming. When you had three hundred thousand units, you'd think that'd be enough for the U.S. And it wasn't. I mean, that that's that's a good problem to have on Apple's part, but it sucks for people that do want it. So everybody's really complaining. Like with me, I complained on iPhone four just because Apple had mismanaged it at the Deer Park store. They were taking their time per customer. Every customer was taking twenty minutes, and when you got an eight hundred, actually probably more of a fifteen hundred person line out the door, you don't do that. Wow, because people are waiting ten, twelve hours outside. Now, one thing they did do right when I went for iPhone four was they were handing out free coffee and all that stuff. And people were generally nice. If you were in line, you had to go to the bathroom. They let you go, and you come back in your place. People were used to seeing you for the four hours prior. They weren't going. Oh, you got out of line. They were all nice about it. And everything. Oh man, I wasn't like waiting for concert tickets. Yeah, back you in get the out, day. you're done. <laughs> no like... dibs, no dibs. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and, and I went go... to the AT and T store the following Tuesday, and I stood in line for about an hour and got it. They had fifty, and I was you know, number twenty in line, and I got it that way. It's just it's a rare item. It would be nice to be able to walk in like a week later with the original iPad, just kind of go, I want one. Hey, thank you. You know that reminds me. Did you guys see the article about the gal? I think it was in New York that sold her first place in line for something like four thousand dollars to some financier or some yeah. some Wall Street. Yeah, banker. line waiters. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. existed with the first iPad. Yeah, and so. she was gonna go. She was gonna go see a concert too. I forgot which band she was gonna go see, but she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go buy tickets to see this concert." I wonder if she had to wait in line to get the tickets to the concert. <laughs> she obviously is a line waiter, but yeah. But I mean, the the iPad is still like it is revolutionary as far as certain aspects go. Schools are wanting to adopt it more. There was an article yesterday about um, I think it was Auburn. They want to give it to uh, kindergartens. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so that. and it seems kind of odd, like kindergartners, and then the guys like, trust me on this. Look how it's uh, engaging them and it's changing, it's just engaging children and giving them a different. They're just putting tool. it in front of them, letting them go, and yeah. and and the results are just off the hook. I mean, as far as what the kids are doing, instead of meandering, not learning their ABCs, one two threes, they're engaged and. Not knowing they're learning and having fun doing it, so. And then when they get older, they can move them up to real computers, <laughs> yeah, like iPad threes or fours. <laughs> no, an actual computer. Uh, your narrow cast of computers still strikes me as odd. One of the one of the main benefits, though, with the iPad two releases, the iPad, the original iPad, became actually even more affordable than it was. I mean, yeah, okay, five hundred bucks isn't affordable, but apparently no other no other competitor can supposedly even come close to that price. 
But you're actually able to get a iPad, the original iPad and Wi-Fi for $400. And if you got refurbished through Apple, I think that price went down to like 369 or 350 maybe. Yeah, it was an odd number. Yeah. 369 or 385 yeah, something, something like, that. like that. It was even cheaper. It actually had the 300 number a little higher in it. But um, So Apple actually sold out of all the Wi-Fis, uh, the 16 gig, because, I mean, that's obviously a really good deal. I think about a week ago they sold out of them, so there's a lot of people out there who still have the... Uh, a brand new original iPad, which is still a very viable uh, iPad because, I mean, the upgrade, eh, I mean, going from original to two is not a huge, it's a faster upgrade. The graphics are going to be better, yes, but it's not, oh, my God, i got to sell the original and get the new one. Anybody who's done that, even here, is kind of like, well, it's newer, it's thinner. So, but it's You not sound a, like Mossberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, there's still a lot of... Um, iPad cases to be had out there. Uh, we actually have really good prices on ours. If you check it out, we got some good clear snapbacks. And uh, one of the biggest things, even a pair of friends of mine who picked up and let their kids use the new 16-gig uh, iPad they picked up was the uh, New, View, New View Clear screen protector for 5 bucks. It's a steal. Um, I originally used my iPad for about six months before I got a screen protector. I had no scratches on it. Their little girl scratched that screen within the first two hours. Holy cow. And I didn't know the screen was that sensitive to someone scratching with their fingernail, but I mean, she must have nails of steel or something. <laughs> so I was like, holy cow, I know what you need. They bought it, I put it on, and she scratched the screen protector within an hour. <laughs> wow. So, so apparently they've given birth to Wolverine. Screen protectors from OWC, but you, what's nice is like, even if you like accidentally scratch with a key or something, you just peel it off and put a new $5 one on for 5 bucks. you can't beat it, and your screen's saved. So that's my ultimate tip of the iPad week or whatever. Ultimate tip of the week for iPad. Now, you were talking about with your uh, iPhone 4 waiting in line uh, where people were set, uh, the Apple po folks personalizing were personalizing or whatever. setting it up and all that fun jazz. Well, that's actually part of what they're going towards in, anyway. Uh, I was reading uh, that they're looking to actually cut products and focus more on personalized setup. You know, you set up a uh, Showing you how to set up an account on your Mac, uh, get an iTunes address. I'm a, I mean, that's part of all the Apple experience. I mean, I wasn't. I was pissed in that they did it for every person coming in that didn't have like an express lane. Do you know? You know, people who know exactly what they want and people who need assistance. So if you need a, if you and if you, they were pretty stringent about the line. Like if you went into the pre-purchase line and then you didn't actually pre-order it, mm -hmm. then they kick you back into the other line. So they're, if they just need you know, one more line of express, I know what I need. I'm going to be in and out and just get in there. But, um, yeah, they're, Apple's cutting their, uh, what, printers, scanners, and hard drives? Yeah, those are supposedly still going to be available. But hard drives. That must be external hard drives. Yeah. And they're just ripping them out of the IMAX. No drive for you. Well, I don't know. Do they sell? Does anybody know if they sell actually just bare hard drives there or not? I, I've never I, seen them sell it. I've not it. seen I, them. And, boy, I, just trying to find any kind of... Uh, Non-Apple branded accessories. There, you really got to look on. You got to look on the walls, basically. Yeah, they're on the well, walls or under a table. Yeah, I mean, there's always for me. There's always been the like other you know external hard drive manufacturers there, yeah. printers, or and um, even the odd camcorder from time to time when they want to show iMovie. Or yeah, whatever. apparently they're cutting back on those and they're putting them like behind the counter, so you have to ask for them like the dirty magazines at the back at the gas station or do you something. Have an HP printer? Which one do you want? Normally, I go to a gas station for a Slurpee, but I guess teach his own. <laughs> Don't touch my Slurpee. I'll make my own. <laughs> um, they're also cutting back on uh, games and whatnot. Not that really Mac gaming is a huge thing. Yeah, it's getting better with the whole Steam bit, but uh, they're not really strong sellers, I guess. And I mean, the App Store kind of hits that a little yeah, bit, Yeah, they're pushing the App Store. They're pushing the App Store well, on everything. Well, I should say the Mac App Store because you've got the Mac App Store and then the App Store is for iDevices like mm. iPad and iPhone. Yeah, they're pushing uh, the whole Mac App Store thing, and it's just not working. It works on the one premise, which is flawed, that everybody has broadband. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could hurry up and wait and download a big file, but I also think them choosing to, to cut games is because they have also cut off their own foot in that regard as far as they're now ousting PSP and Game Boy as the premier gaming device hmm. for mobile gaming with iPad and iPad. They did that with iPod Touch and iPhone, and then when the iPad came out with the new graphics capabilities, people are actually thinking, hey, these are going to replace consoles soon with how they're doing it. Because yeah. you got your own controller in there and everything. If they get it oh, right, I, I, I'm they sorry, it right, they're still no. not right. A touch interface isn't necessarily good for Twitch gaming. 
No, I know. They, ha- so, they haven't got it right yet. Yeah. They're still playing with the format. Other smaller, basic, more basic games like the $5 games and all that. I mean, let's face it, the $5 game and the $2 game has replaced the $50 game. Now a $35 Nintendo Game Boy game seems outrageously priced. Not necessarily. Depends on, the fifth time. depends on the game. Hey, and I, I get that too. Depends I'm, on the I'm game. De- depends gamer, on the the gameplay action. You yeah. know, I mean, if it's just touching, you know, random spots on the screen, yeah, your touch is going to be fine, or your well, iPad's going to be fine. Command and Conquer on the iPad is actually pretty nice. It's a, it's a rehash of the old Red Alert from back in the '90s, but it's still good. Yeah. It, it it works. Yeah. It, Give me some flying monkeys and some. You mean some... you mean Angry Birds? You want to <laughs> exactly. throw birds at a? Yeah. You know, and I think what pigs steal the eggs, and you're trying to fight. The reason why it's so popular. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but what's even better are the are the really bad knockoffs <laughs> that you can find now. Although it, it's really true what they say with people like number one behavior is games. I mean, when, again, I told you my friend's daughter she scratched the screen. What was the first, you know? I asked them, "Hey, did you download iBooks yet? Tried some books? Did you go on the internet? Are you finding it replaces your computer on the internet?" It's like, "Well, we haven't done that yet. What have you done on it? We played games." What else have you done? It. We played games. It's like you bought a four hundred dollars device for your kids to play games, and they already have a Game Boy. Okay, <laughs> we'll listen to music occasionally. It's like it's just different, you know, seeing a normal person that's not a fanboy buy it. So you, you you get some usership out of it. You're like, okay, or you learn from it. Well, I think it's because there's just a a push from mass culture to say you better adopt this. I mean, it, it, how many devices do you? You know, or I should say, interfaces. Do you come across in a, in a day to day experience? I mean, it started with ATMs, and yet you can look at people in their 80s and 90s that wouldn't be caught dead ever using an ATM. It's just not part of their Always culture. Always inside talking to whoever, and they yeah, trust that. Yeah, they yeah. Trust so it's that. I, I, you know, as it as it continues to filter down. I mean, the the touch interface, and and you know, when you talk about this this little girl using it, I mean, maybe it's in their genetic code at a certain point that you know because their parents had been using, you know, back in the day, maybe Atari, and that was their first experience, I mean, depending upon how old they are. But maybe it just gets filtered down to that's actually more intuitive well, to is. a child than, than anything else. Yeah, my, uh, my two-year, when, well, when my little girl was two, she used an iPod Touch we had hanging around, and she could slide to unlock and select the movie and swipe up and down. So then when she broke the screen before I repaired it, I put her on a, an older iPod Nano that could do video. She couldn't get the whole scroll wheel thing and click mm. wheel and all that, but she knew how to slide down lock. And you know, I even just said slide down lock, and she just mimicked it. And from that point on, from being shown one time, she knows how to do it the rest of her life. But I guess the point I'm trying to make, Chris, is that you know maybe it's that um, a lot of people go out and buy it because they just feel they need to be in tune with what's going on. They don't want to be behind the curve, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, because I. Again, I had some folks over in Christmas time that uh, were older, and mm-hmm. I just started talking about some basic stuff, and they were like, you know, like amazed, and it was just like, and and they says what? Well, and, yeah. and and they were just like, well, what what should we do? They you could see that they felt lost, and that they were kind of caught in a well, should I do this or shouldn't I? I feel like I'm being left behind, but do I really need to? And so for some people, it's just like, I, you know, hey, I don't want to be left behind. We're going to get one in the house, and we're going to start using it more and more. Yeah. I, I just assume eventually they'll start exploring it more beyond the games and all yeah. that. I mean, probably going through those parents' heads is we don't want our kid to be the only one in class saying, what, what are you all doing? <laughs> My favorite line is, uh, with iBooks, you still get free poo. Because <laughs> it comes with free Winnie the Pooh in there. And like, nice. it's, a good, it's, not, it's really more of a children's book for a 7 to 8 bracket, not... I was thinking it was like the really early, like Curious oh. George. It's actually well, it's not form. classic poo. Okay, it's kind of a classic poo. It's not. It's just not the really kitty poo. Ah, it's, it's, yeah. Well, that's what it, I meant. Yeah, yeah. It's it's paragraph format, oh. which you usually only see. Oh yeah, it was actually it was an actual novel. Yeah. So it wasn't the uh, short story where like Pooh says hi to Piglet and then moves on. You know, and yeah, then no, turn that, page. That, that was more the Disneyfied version. Yeah, Disneyfied. So you get free poo with iBooks on like, the OWC radio show. Ooh. I want to be Disneyfied. So, uh, you, and then also, like, setting service ups can be focused on setting up their new device. Well, that's okay. Or Mac, hopefully, because we love Macs here too. Getting an iTunes account, yeah, and walk through how to use. Which I think Apple does a phenomenal job at having um, workshops. Now, if you if you're really close to an Apple store, I'm not really close. It's like a 40 minute drive, but they do have workshops, and they've even had them for Final Cut Pro in the back. And that's a rarity. Usually, it's how to use iMovie, and I know how to use iMovie or how to, to use, use a mouse. Well, well, it's really good for people that, uh, you gotta figure most people generally don't know how, are afraid of a computer. You say motherboard, they're like, huh? 
So Well, the other thing, too, I think is, is that people don't want to invest time if they're not going to be productive in it. And, and like, when my kids have already been fooling around with that MacBook that I got them for Christmas, and Santa brought it to you, so don't listen to this show. Um, <laughs> dang, I keep forgetting that. Santa Grant. They're, they're, still, they're still young enough to think that, well, at least my son is, that, that Santa exists, so, or innocent, I should say. But uh, Listening to you now, and you just destroyed their week. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> Summer's you ruined. destroyed their I'm not disnified anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, I want to sit down with them, and, uh, I, I give, well, you know what? I got my daughter a birthday present that I'm not going to spoil on this uh show but uh they're gonna have a lot of fun this summer and i would like to sit down with them and really dive into uh what they're doing with it because because i only touched on the basics of when i'm using it and you know to to i guess the point i'm trying to make chris is that yeah i think some of these things are purposeful and useful at the stores because for me it's like i don't want to spend two hours and figure out that i really haven't learned much i'd rather go somewhere and invest that time and Okay, it was crash course, but yeah, now I can do rudimentary things. Or um, what happens is, uh, I mean, as we all know, Macs are a little bit exploratory. They work, you know, for the most part, more reliably than most, and then uh, they come with more features than most. I mean, you get GarageBand and all that. The whole iLife suite coming in when you buy a new Mac, and so I mean, with, with GarageBand, you could teach yourself piano, so your piano lessons are kind of built in. And if you want more, you can pay like ten bucks and get more. Piano yeah, see, lessons. that's the thing I'm seeing too is that at least. Yeah. Through the Mac, it, it, you kind of learn almost just kind of by doing rather than Browsing. needing to go, oh, oh no, I need to open this. Now, how do I do this? Well, but it, Apple is smart in their regard that they're picking up a lot of new people, a lot of PC people, mm-hmm. a lot of people who, you know, I just need a computer. What do you need it for? Uh, email, does it do the internet too? <laughs> you know, that type of question. So you go, okay, these people need workshops. And maybe they're also want you know new skills for a different job they're looking at too. So I mean, you can go to these workshops. There, there's a skill building thing, and then there's you know right. basic use, which yeah. And they, and you'll go to ones mm-hmm. that you think you need, and so you can go for the really simple ones. You wouldn't go to that, and then the people that need it. Oh, I might there. just a heckle, but <laughs> heckle. I don't know if they store. offer the elitist uh, <laughs> <laughs> elitist uh, workshop. <laughs> if you know everything, come here. If you want to look down on others. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the duck? He asked where the duck was. Did he say okay. duck? <laughs> no, the duck. There's an actual duck that shows up with a certain key combination. Oh, well, I mean, one thing. I mean, with them getting rid of like printers and scanners and hard drives, big whoop. I mean, you need a hard. You need a hard drive. You need one for a time machine, an external drive. Actually, gee, I know where you can get one of those. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I'm surprised they want to get rid of externals at the Apple Store because time machine is. I mean that's just phenomenal. You still talk, I still talk to PC people, and it's like what do you use for backup. It's I don't like, know if they're uh, necessarily getting rid of them or just de-emphasizing them extremely. They were already de-emphasized to begin with. They're in the back corner, and yeah, a, well now they're behind like the four. No, to no, now they're from. behind the counter, and, yeah. and in a couple of weeks, you know, or a couple months, you're going to find them. That you have to go into the back room to get it. And it might just be Apple's getting beat up on them from everywhere else, and that's you know they're not they can't be competitive, so might as well just move them off the shelf. That's entirely possible as well. We can go to the rumor mill, and Apple's building that big uh, cloud storage center. They are. It is contemplated whether the time machine. They're hoping to uh, do your time machine through the cloud. Which, oh my God, if I have to upload a terabyte of data through internet, even on broadband, no. You read my mind, Michael. Because that's <laughs> what I, that, that's where I was going with it. Yeah, I'm not. No, and then plus I don't trust uh, uh, cloud storage. Except it'll be Apple cloud storage. I don't, it's I don't still trust the cloud. It. I just always hey, ask people. I've, I'm down on record. I don't remember what episode it was, but hey, we've uh, talked about cloud yeah, storage. Yeah, but nonetheless, when put your taxes there. Don't put your stuff. There. Nonetheless, you want to bet against Apple? Not me. No, <laughs> they'll find a way to. Well, it'll be convenient for a lot of people. Well, they won't oh. call it a cloud. They'll call it something else. Soft. I think puffy. cloud storage is the stupidest name anyway. Microsoft. Oh, it's on the cloud, and people go. They don't know what the internet is all on the cloud. When you rename the internet, people just gloss over. Yeah. Although I did think their ads. Is my were motherboard good. on the cloud. To no, the cloud. Here. I mean, it was like it was exciting. <laughs> those, those to me were exciting ads. All of a sudden, like something changed, and it made it simple for them. So I mean, the premise of, you know, kudos to Microsoft. At least for me, from a, from an advertising and marketing standpoint, I thought, well done. For what? Saying cloud. Yeah. The way that they handled and introduced that concept to people. I still think people glossed over on it. I, I think we understood and said, hey, that's an interesting thing to say, and wow, bravo. And then normal people well, like, Then uh, I think they were applying... Can I check my email on the cloud? It's just like the internet. Oh, wait, it is the internet. Yeah, they were applying <laughs> one term to something else, yeah. which was actually Obviously incorrect. Versus communicates. 
Boy, this is a big letter day today here. <laughs> and I don't think I could have pronounced that. It's correct no, either today. Never mind blurb. <laughs> it's like your plectum from last, ah, last episode. The plectum. Leave your plectum to yourself. <laughs> it's plectrum with an R. <laughs> Wow, Chris bringing up old rants. You know, hey, uh, he said the wrong well, word w- three podcasts ago. No, it was one podcast <laughs> ago, you. and I wasn't here to make fun of you then. So. Let me gun you down. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, make fun of him not being able to ask a question on where something's being sold, and look what happens. <laughs> <laughs> don't pit, don't poke the dog with a stick. Well, anyway, I mean, we'll we'll see what Apple comes up with the cloud storage. There might be something unique about it, knowing Apple. There might be, or it just it might be cloud storage for all it is. Well, finishing up on our examination of iPad today is that Acer, and I think we actually slammed them in the past on their uh, chairman, not their CEO, because... Um, he fired. Uh, well, fired or resigned, but one of the you two. You fired. <laughs> but, but see, what's interesting no is, is I was reading that the chairman uh, of the board actually said, well, it's basically like iPad's a fad and we're going to continue on uh, our strategy of notebooks and to uh, uh, you know, go down that road. And then all of a sudden the, uh, the CEO resigns, fires, whatever. Um, that's actually not the only person. I was digging into this a little bit because I remember something there's about a couple it. Of those who are AMD, gone. Intel, um, even Google. There's been a big shakeup in the IT industry, and it's really coming down to that a lot of people really didn't have their eyes on the smartphone and tablet category, and that you know it's like <laughs> Apple's got it established, folks. Well, I that, mean, that goes in line with the whole. Uh... Why is Apple doing so good? And I said it oh, many podcasts ago. Apple is one of the few companies in the computer market innovating. Everyone else is following, so they don't because it's they're too afraid to do it, or they don't know, or they have their heads up their butts. I mean, Microsoft the same way. I mean, they're coming out with a new product, but not really innovating. They're following or trying to figure it out. They just don't seem to quite get it. If you've lived in the a- Apple ecosphere for a while and you go into a Microsoft product, you can definitely blatantly see where they're not getting it. Well, you know, when it comes down to sales, and, and boy, this, this smacks of something that I learned in my first stint in this industry, and in that people that have a business plan of market share or volume, um, they're, they're, I'm sorry, folks, they're doomed to failure because you know what? You're serving a financial report and not the public, and that's where Apple really, truly gets it right. Somehow they're able to blend both you know, smart business acumen, another big letter word there, with... Um, truly listening to or anticipating, perhaps. Right, like they say, they build products they want to use. Just ha- it happens to be that what they want to use is a little bit top tier than what existed. Sure, and I'm sure yeah. that there's some quote unquote black ops market research division in there where people have to sign away their lives. They're not just you know dropping this out on the market saying, "Hey, look what we have." Uh, right. In fact, I've read that. I mean, actually, this was before even the the iPhone was you know that the iPad was actually supposed to come out before the iPhone. So. Yeah. This this product was actually ahead of its time, and the iPhone just kind of was a was a mini mini me version of it in some regards. It's like, well, this will work better, and it'll be more. There'll yeah. be more of a market for it because they still couldn't figure out the market. But you know, it's uh, I mean, boy, and in fact, you know, since we're on Acer, they uh, they're actually projecting a ten percent decline in sales over the next quarter versus a three percent growth. Because well, they'll be looking to raise their prices and increase yeah. quality, hopefully, yeah. versus Cause, cause sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Is the iPad really a smart book? Or a sub notebook category killer. Well, I mean, people didn't see it at all. So, I mean, what what you get is what you get is people who usually would have bought three notebooks for their house or three laptops, whatever you want to call it. You know, maybe you go, well, we're going to have one main workstation. It could be a desktop, or it can be a, a laptop. You know, I'd argue for laptop now. A real computer. Yeah. A full computer. I won't say a real one. A full computer. Instead of the second or third, they're just buying supplementals. You either get an iPod Touch, depending on your age, or you get an iPad, and then it's a supplemental versus. So you buy two of those as satellites, and then you have your others. You're more, you're more mobile computing convenient. You can take it with you to grandma's house, so you're not, you know, the kid's not running around crazy, breaking the screen door or whatever. Ah, we used to buddy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have that switch, but also the, the industry's just been dumb. I mean, again, they're not innovating. So then you're getting a massive drop off. We didn't see this coming, and then they try to put all these knockoffs up. Oh, we're, you know, and I'm sorry, but anybody who comes out, it happened with iPod, it happened with iPhone, and it happened with iPad. They all did the same thing. Well, we're gonna kill it in two years. <laughs> it's like, 
you're, you're going to kill it in two years. And when they come out, this is the iPod killer. This is the iPhone killer. This is the iPod. If you label it that, you've already lost the game because hmm. you're not innovating beyond Apple. And if you can't compete on price, you've got to compete on innovation. If you can't compete on that, you just lost twice. What, you got a faster processor? Don't care. And, and hence my, my analogy of talking about sales versus really serving the customer. Yeah. And that's where we kind of make the difference here with OWC. We constantly get uh, commented on that, that we're out to serve the customer first. Yeah, we come up with a lot of ideas, actually, uh, and, and many of them don't ever hit the table because it's just something that we, you know, we start talking to our customers, we start asking questions, and it's like, yeah, it sounds cool, but, and we're like, okay, mm -hmm. spoken, done, won't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'd have, rather have the right product than a product. And what surprised me, like, what, what I've learned about with, like, Apple and OS X, I mean, you have Microsoft, gobs of money, right? You've got legions of programmers making that operating system happen, and then you have OS X which iOS is a derivative of OS X. And then um, what happened when iOS got so successful, they needed to actually pull programmers from their base of OS X programmers and pull them over to iOS, so OS X was delayed a bit. So you're talking, it's rumored between 50 to 100 people maybe work on iOS, uh, OS X hmm. and iOS. So you have this core group of people managed correctly, beating the crap out of the big monolith that was Microsoft before. They had every type of money they could still throw at it to try to do it. It's... They just have an anti-Apple thing over there. I couldn't imagine why, if you were Microsoft, you wouldn't just have 10 people who are Apple people telling you what Apple's doing right over you and taking an honest assessment of yourself, not going, oh, I can't tell Steve Ballmer that they're doing it better because then he'll fire me. If you want to be closed loop like that, fire Ballmer. Well, Because I, I believe in competition, too. The only reason Apple is so affordable now is because Microsoft came out and made computers affordable. Because if you look back in 92 or wherever, I mean... Apple laptops were four and five thousand dollars, mm. and a PC laptop mm -hmm. was fifteen and two thousand dollars and twenty-five. Of course, you can step up all the way, all the way up to the five thousand mark if you really want to add on features. But being one third the price of what you are for your normal PowerBook, what it was out at the time or whatever, I don't even was it called a PowerBook in '92? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, it just had the little eight-inch color screen with the four-inch bezel. <laughs> If you were lucky to get the color screen. Yeah, you get the monochrome for yeah, 3800 or something like that, or yeah. if I remember right. Yeah, it, my first one was a 520C. So, Or no, not, not, not even, it was just a 520. Mm -hmm. 540C, I got some upgrades and yeah. parts. So, I mean, thanks for Microsoft for making them affordable. Thanks for Apple for continuing to innovate. Get up to the minute information on the happenings and goings on at OWC by following us on either of our Twitter feeds at MaxSales or at OWC Radio. Or become a fan on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash OWC MaxSales. As, as, my, as my cohorts here are telling me, cohorts. Uh, been telling me that I've been living these things, yes, for the last uh, two weeks, really diving into this next product. It is our OWC Mercury Extreme Pro 6G SSD. And if you know what 6G means, well, that's the SATA 3.0 revision, which is 6 gigabit per second, the fastest uh, bus interface that's out there right now. And um, this SSD is using the latest Sandforce SF2281 processor. Uh, it uses 25 nanometer chips. And in preliminary testing, we're finding uh, data transfer rates over 500 megaseconds. So fully saturating the 6G bus. Um, we're going to have it in three different sizes, 120, 240, and 480. Uh, we're expecting to ship uh, in about 14 days. The nice thing about it is, is that it's uh, it gives you a performance, a future-forward or future-proofed performance today. It's got performance comparable to our current Extreme Pro line in a 3G machine. But then once you upgrade to, let's say, like the 2011 MacBook Pros, um, any you know PC with uh, the 6G standard, uh, you can take advantage of much higher data throughputs via the SSD. You know, the other cool thing that we've done is we've preceded uh, four of the leading Mac and PC benchmarking testing sites like the SSD Review, Mac Performance Guide, Bare Feats, and our friends at Tweaktown uh, to show that, you know, and oftentimes we conservatively rate our products. I mean, we just, you know, we're, we're all about giving the facts and the truth on our products. 
Um, in fact, um, boy, it was the storage review that found that on our uh, Mercury Aura Pro Express, which is the only SSD on the market for the MacBook Airs, we had it at a 22% gain, and they ran uh, you know, a, a self-derived test that they came up with um, that they say is based on real-world scenarios, and you can check out our site as well as uh, you know, our catalog. If you order from us, we'll have the charts in there, but they called it the HTPC setup, and uh, with a bunch of real-world scenarios, they found that it exceeds the factory SSD by up to 70% performance. So bottom line, the exciting thing about um, these four benchmarking sites is, is they're going to put our new Extreme Pro 6G SSD through its paces, and uh, you know we found performance gains of up to 77% over the past generation of leading Sandforce-based uh, SSDs, and we're hoping that they might find something even higher, like you know in the 90% range. So, uh, big news, big exciting news on the SSD front. Yeah, and for those looking for the 6G connection type deal, especially those with a MacBook Pro 2011 or even on a PC tower, right? You know, and uh, with the rumored IMAX slate to come out, what, four or five weeks? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong with these. Yeah. I mean, whether you have a 3G machine now, and I mean, you can put it in now and, and experience uh, cutting edge performance that you would with any SSD comparable to it. Uh, and then once you uh, upgrade, you know, say you buy a new machine in a year or two that has that 6G bus architecture, then, you know, you're ready to go. You're, you're not leaving anything behind. And what what separates uh, like OWC's SSDs from the pack is that we you know back it up with USB support, and again we don't lie about our numbers or you know what you're getting with us. We use top tier, top tier memory. Good point, Mike. Yeah. Um, you know something that you know we're pointing out is is that it's the tier it's synchronous tier one grade A NAND. So um, the uh, flash memory actually times its clock to the processor. So there's no lag, there's no bottleneck, and it literally allows the processor then... Uh, the, the internal uh, processor on the drive. Yeah, right? yeah, right. exactly, to uh, uh, achieve maximum throughput. There's no, there's no artificial bo bottleneck caused by something called asynchronous NAND. So um, everything that we do, you know, as you, hopefully as you know, OWC4, is, is we're going to choose the highest quality components that deliver the highest possible performance. So... Um, you know, it's it's those little things, and again, like Mike pointed out, um, U.S.-based technical support. That's twenty-four-seven lifetime. You know, um, and it's free. You know, and you know, it's <laughs> I don't I don't know why more tech companies don't get it that you know people really do make a buying decision on that support. And I mean, other than yeah, who a, do you trust? I'd rather buy someone I trust versus yeah. you know just the cheapest out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, so you get cutting edge performance as well as you know service and support. That you know, if you do have a problem. You can get a human being, you know, in the United States that you know you can interact with uh, very efficiently and effectively, and um, have any problem resolved. So, and again, you know, and talking about the goal overall is so you don't, you know, hopefully you have the best product possible that you don't need to call us. But yep. should you yep. should that occur? That, that's how OWC Larry puts yes. it. Actually, he goes uh, the best warranty is one that you don't have to take advantage of. But right. you know, should the need arise, and, or you just and have that's a, a great way. Question, of, yeah. You know, to break up this little marketing love fest here, we're, we're completely avoiding the most important feature of this drive is that it comes in this really pimpin' shade of blue. <laughs> well, yeah, it does, uh, as, as Chris astutely points out, uh, it does share the same uh, case that made our uh, existing and first line, the, the Extreme Pro line, um, award-winning. I mean, it's, I believe it's the only blue SSD on the market. It's cool. It's got what would you call it? Burnished or pencil edges or beveled edges. So it's an attractive cut SSD. Chrome edges. Yeah. Yeah. As Steve Jobs would put, usually the butt of our drive looks better, better than the front of our competitors' drives. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, um, it, you know, blue is our corporate color, and uh, it looks cool in any machine. It's an anodized, striking metallic blue on the thing. You can see the pictures online. Just check us out at maxsales.com and slash SSD, and you'll get there. What I'm curious though is. How these uh, 60s would have fared in that uh, world record-breaking overclocking thing that we were involved in not too long ago. The SSD review is actually uh, the uh, team that set this world record. Uh, using our of, drives. Yeah, using eight of our 50-gig OWC Extreme Pro REs. They uh, set a PC Mark Vantage overall point category for a quad-core system with a high score of 34... 3011, well, I should say 34311.0 marks versus the previous record of 
271 points. So um, for those of you who don't know, PC Mark Vantage is kind of considered the gold mark or gold standard of benchmark testing because it contains real-world scenarios. Let so, me say they got blazing, blazing, blazing fast performance. Yeah, I mean, they just... <laughs> I mean, you put eight... What, they put eight of them together, you said? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight. Um, I don't know that they did a max uh, throughput. I think they did, actually. I know that... Um, who was it? FirmTech, um, with one of their uh, storage solutions, found like over 900 megasecond when rated together. Mm -hmm. um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, yeah, they got they got uh, 997. So um, it's was that with just with two drives? Um, no, that was with eight. Oh, that was eight. Okay, yeah. S similar test. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with a Honda radiator or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike, uh, that setup was really kind of cool. They actually had a radiator out of a uh, Honda vehicle running liquid cool. If anyone you know knows what overclocking is about, it's about pushing the processor uh, higher in clock cycles and speed than it possibly could ever be imagined. Thus requiring uh, cooling. Generates a cooling. lot of heat. Yeah, it generates <laughs> a lot nitrogen. of heat. <laughs> In fact, something to look for on our blog, I'll just give you a teaser alert here. There's a uh, Mac uh, guy out there that uh, has an octo-core. So that's all I'm going to tell you about, but it's kind of cool. So look for a blog post coming up on that about a guy that took a, uh, I believe it's a Mac Pro, and, and just overclocked the snot out of it so well yeah that'd be the only one with processor upgrade possibly yeah yeah so um but yeah i mean uh you know the ssds in our line are uh you know high performance and obviously these guys at uh, ssd review the the hw bot overclocking team as they call themselves uh wanted to go with the best to set a world record and you know, um, it's kind of cool that you know our products are uh, an overclocking world record component so been listening for a while and like what you hear let us know by taking a moment to rate or leave a comment on the owc radio channel on itunes and in other product news we have a plethora of new products that have been introduced recently we'll start off with the owc mercury Rack Pro. We have a quad interface unit, and the cool thing about it is, besides a new design, the ears or mounting ears, as you call them, can come off, and you can put feet on it, so you can actually have a four bay. Uh, I don't know. I guess you'd call it a uh, horizontal uh, yeah, configuration for your desktop. Yeah, it's for your desktop. desktop. And when I first heard it, I'm like, that's dumb. But it's like the I, old pizza box. But then when it, it's actually, but it's not that deep. That's actually, uh, I think it's less deep than it in the, the previous model. More of a it, calzone. And it fits right underneath your monitor. Yep. And it, I saw it in product app, and I'm like, actually, I would use it like that. Oh, I would yeah, actually, I, yeah. If, if I like that. If I so. had the option, I would. I'd dink one of those. Yeah, I really like the desktop. Actually, option. I would. I would where I would use it is in my uh, home theater. Yeah, because it would fit nice in home. It theater, just fit. So it fit right. You know, right under a DVD player. Yeah, it's, it seemed really nice. Four bays, 12 terabyte of storage capacity. Nice thing is is that the uh, drive bays are trayless, so the drives truly just, as I slide like to call right it, in. slide and swap. You know, yeah. you want And it's hot swappable, um, a, a multitude of rate options. I think it's 01, 5, 10. Um, there's even some new ones because with this product, we're actually introducing a beta software version of what we're calling the OWC RAID Manager, which gives you a visual interface so that you can set up, monitor, control your RAID array. And I mean, there's uh, programmable alerts, there's email notifications. Um, I took a look at it and boy, you know, if, if those of you that know me, I'm kind of on the less is more kind of philosophy. I got it right away. I understand it. So you'll definitely <laughs> be able to use it and interact with it. But it's a, uh, a free uh, uh, software app that uh, it is in beta release right now. So uh, there's a software license agreement you have to click on and all that. But check it out. The, uh, the new, I think one uh, of the big ones for RAID was also independent mode. Yep, yep, yeah. mm -hmm. yep. So that, that's, that's new to the Rack Pro, I think. Yeah, exactly. For, the, for this lineup. Mm -hmm. so. so you can look at each drive you know, as its own volume. And then um, with JBot or Span, you can combine all four as one logical volume. It's just... There's whatever kind of mm. storage configuration you want. I think the Rack Pro pretty much covers it all. I'll do it. So, 
Uh, we also have what's called the Mount Pro, which is a drive sled for 2009 through 2010 Mac Pros. It's a great way of adding a 2.5-inch uh, Mercury Extreme Pro SSD to your Mac Pro in any of the drive bays. And nice thing about it is, is it shares the blue anodized aluminum look of our OWC SSDs. So when you open up your Mac Pro, at a glance, you can tell, okay, which bay has my boot and upload SSD or drive, however you want to phrase it. We created these store drives with these little plastic cases that uh, fit on top of each other in store drive. And we thought, well, there's a lot of different media out there too. So we created the store drive media tray, which uh, allows you to put a two and a half inch drive and up to 12 other uh, media devices cards, in that cards and it's four flash, four, four formats basically yeah. so a two and a half and four other uh, flash memory type uh, it's a cards nice foam and insert for the storage drive tray yeah anti-static so you don't have to worry about uh, storage drive unit storage unit mm-hmm. the, the tray fits right in it so check out the storage drive media tray at maxsales.com the new shelf can hold either a 2010 Mac Mini or a time capsule and in fact we have a new shelf dual mount so that you can hold two. It's just basically um, very high grade acrylic that goes underneath your shelf or your desk and uh, puts the mini or time capsule out of the way in a more safe area. It has backstops so you can't push the unit out of the back of the shelf. It gives you full access to all the ports and controls of the Mac Mini. So you It's don't... got a nice uh, hole cut in the bottom for the mini to rest perfectly mm-hmm. in there. So we've got a bunch of new products that you should check out. Uh, we're really excited about them. They're, uh, like I said, uh, something that you wouldn't think would be uh, met by a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, interest or enthusiasm or whatever. Is just those store drive cases. And, man, those things sell like crazy. So, People want them. Yeah, it's perfect solution for a, you know, a need of how do I safely store my drives. Well, I think we got one more thing to talk about here today, and it's really an issue of vital importance. Apparently, uh, a 75-year-old woman in, uh, what was it, Armenia or Georgia, uh, somewhere over there in uh, former Soviet Union, uh, managed to single-handedly cut off Internet connection to both countries uh, a couple weeks ago. How did she do that, Chris? She was... Looking, she was apparently scavenging for uh, scrap metal and copper, copper and cut their fiber optic line. Now, now the, the question begs to be asked, did she do this knowingly thinking there's a lot of copper buried there, or did she do this unknowingly and then came into the mother load? The, fi- the fiber optic line wouldn't have copper in it. Yeah, right? fiber optic wouldn't have it, or uh, wouldn't have any copper in it. But she, she opened it up. Probably. She probably just... Cut it while either digging for it because apparently it wasn't buried. Or found all a that cable deep. and it's she's, like, there she's must been be dubbed inside. what the what's the, her nickname? The, the, the spade hacker. The spade hacker. Yeah. Um, so what? So ninety percent of private and corporate internet users were uh, out of access for twelve out for twelve <laughs> hours. <laughs> for twelve hours. Well, it also hit the the internet service providers in Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia. What what gets me is ninety percent of uh, Armenian business users are all running off the same fiber optic cable. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens to be apparently buried a couple inches under the surface in the middle of our media. It's not surprising to me, though. Because you got, like, the ocean cable lines, too, and they get cut. you got, like, Egypt and India go with lesser or no service. Yeah, but this isn't a, a big ocean-wide cable. It's yeah. apparently enough for a 75-year-old lady to cut it with a shovel. <laughs> Seeking copper. I just feel bad that a 75-year-old lady has to ground for copper to, you know, make do with her... Uh, just feed yourself, but that sucks. But and here I'm going like black ops, thinking, okay, well I can shut down a country just by taking a, an axe. Yeah. You know, you want you want you want to affect a comp- you want to take care of a country? Just well go in, get their you know fiber optic that's you know three inches below the ground, and boom, this internet, yeah, that's internet, whack. And I'm and I'm thinking, you gotta wonder. I mean. If it was such an important cable, were there fences? Was there a sign saying, hey, don't dig here? Call Julie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Julie will go out to Armenia or Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> where are you? You're, you're where? In, you're Atlanta, Georgia? No? Oh, you're I don't in know if she'd be Georgia. called Julie there either. Maybe Juliosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, wrapping up this episode number 54 will be our tweet of the month and i looked high and low and i found a local boy 
at Josh Rutt. That would be J-O-S-H-R-U-T if you want to give him some shout-out. He said that we just saved his bacon by providing a drive and delivery service overnight so that he could get back up and running. So uh, to Josh Rutt, we thought that that was pretty funny that we were saving your bacon. Mm, and bacon. I think I sent you back a, yes, I think I sent him back a tweet saying, how do you like it cooked? Or, you know, do you put two slices of bread with that or what? But uh, A bacon explosion. Bottom line is is that, you know, it's, it's not just the products. Um, it is our service, and we have a variety of different shipping options here, including there's one that's called, I think, a Priority Expedited, where um, one of our warehouse managers actually drives out to the Rockford Airport at midnight so that, that someone can have it like at 7, 8 a.m. the next morning. So very cool. Thank you for that tweet of the month. And without further, uh, let me think of the last big word. Uh, Booger. No. Oh. Uh, uh, let's see. Extrapolation? Is that the word I'm looking for? I'm probably not pronouncing it right because I'm on sleep deprivation this morning. But there's a good one, too. So we will end this podcast with a thank you for listening, as always. And make sure to visit our blog, blog.maxsales.com, for all the latest tips, deals, and other happenings in between our podcasts. You've been listening to OWC Radio, the official podcast of Otherworld Computing. Have a question about something discussed or looking for the links to the articles referenced in this episode? Please stop by the Otherworld Computing blog at blog.maxsales.com for links or to leave a public comment. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you.